This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. So welcome friends to another Freedom Fighter podcast, uh, this is a, another special um, interview this week with a pastor for Glasgow, friend of mine Mark Penman and we're talking uh, around the subject of critical thinking, we're really delving into the need to unload and free ourselves for these unwanted, uh, this baggage, these unresolved issues, this, the stuff that's been coming up for you uh, through Covid. The, the things that have been exacerbated, the things that is the squeezing of restrictions have happened and, you know, some of the feelings and the thoughts and hopelessness and discouragement. And so, he, he, you know, listening, Mark really sh- opens up, vulnerably shares some really helpful stuff that will really encourage you. So I pray that really blesses and encourages you as you're listening. So welcome everybody to another interview. Uh, this week we've got our great friend here for Victory Outreach Glasgow, Pastor Mark Penman ways really excited uh, that Mark's joined us to share his heart. Um, we're continuing on the the, uh, the focus of critical thinking and how critical this is, uh, as I've been sharing and experiencing people uh, and the issues they're going through right now, how important it is to process what's happening, process and interpret our lives right so that we don't end up sinking deeper and deeper and uh, all sorts of uh, getting into all sorts of dark, d- d- deeper and darker places. So, Mark, I'm really excited, sir, to have you. Is how's things going? Thanks, uh, thanks, Derek. It's great to be here, man. And I, I know we've tried to make this happen <laughs> for a little while now. It seems like before Christmas, That's but right. you no, know, we, we got here. But yeah, no, thanks. It's a, it's a blessing to be here. Yeah, yeah, things are going well, man. You know, uh, uh, yeah, I'll just share a little bit about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, originally from Falkirk area. Uh, 2001, I found myself messed up on heroin, um, alcoholism after after a time in the army. Derek mm-hmm. was in the army for nearly five years. Right. Uh, left the army, you know, typical story. I think leaving the army couldn't find couldn't find normality again. End up getting mixed up in football hooliganism, mm-hmm. heroinism, mm-hmm. <laughs> heroin, uh, <laughs> all that stuff. End up in the prison cells. Mm-hmm. I, I found myself uh, suicidal and broken, man, mm-hmm. um, homeless. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up in uh, one of the Victory Outreach recovery homes in London mm-hmm. in 2001, mm-hmm. and I just went there just to get just to get clean, man, just mm-hmm. to get the heroin off my off my system and whatever. Mm-hmm. I had an encounter with Christ, man. I had an encounter with Christ. I wasn't expecting it. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't you know? Wasn't looking for it. Mm-hmm. I had an encounter with Christ, and uh, I've been walking with the Lord ever since. Mm-hmm. So I've been 19, uh, yeah, nearly 20 years, mm-hmm. nearly 20 years by the grace of God. So, yeah. Uh, and then for, for many years, Derek, I worked in recovery homes, mm-hmm. um, drug centres, mm-hmm. managing them, working mm-hmm. with working with residents for six years. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the last five years, actually, of my life, my wife and I, we've been travelling as missionaries mm-hmm. uh, in Ireland, Amsterdam and Germany, mm-hmm. planting churches mm-hmm. and uh, helping establish churches at different phases. Mm-hmm. So we moved back to Scotland last year, December, mm-hmm. uh, to plant a brand new church here in Glasgow, which we did. And we were just getting ready to launch in April right. last year. <laughs> Yeah. When the when the when the Rona hit, <laughs> I mean, we were we were deep in we were deep in strategy, deep yeah. in uh, planning, preparation. Yeah. We had a we had a, a seventy person outreach ready. We had t-shirts ready to print, oh, hotels wow. ready, all that stuff. And then Corona came, 
and uh, frustrated me for a wee bit. I got to be honest yeah. with me, honest with you. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I felt the Lord say in, in the end of November, end of April, mm-hmm. to start to really to launch our church mm-hmm. online. Mm-hmm. So my wife and I we launched our church online with a, all we had was a mobile phone and a, a two bob bit, uh, tripod. But <laughs> my Amazon man and. Yeah. Uh, so we start. We started our church just mm-hmm. from our front living room, right. and uh, so we've been going now for I believe about ten months. Yeah, and uh, God's added to the church. We've 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 been able to, uh, uh, yeah, we've been able to grow not only numerically but mm-hmm. spiritually. Yeah, and, and I think it's in this time when we're living in right now, Derek, mm-hmm. is is God is looking for people that are that are um, that are creative and, mm-hmm. and a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. you got to be outside the box. We were outside yep. of the box people back mm-hmm. in the day, right? Mm-hmm. If we wanted something, we made it happen. That's it. Right, yeah. and so uh, I have that same sort of sort of spirit in the kingdom as well. So yeah. that's where we are today. So we're having services online, and uh, we're just waiting for this next restrictions to get lifted, <laughs> to get back, aye. to get back into church again. That's it. Aye, meet people, meet real people. But you're doing a great yeah, work. I mean, I've, I've watched you, your your uh, online presence, and you know, it's you're 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 out there um, connecting with people, and uh, so I, I've I've uh, you know we've been discussing back and forth about the. You know some of the some of the the subjects we've been talking about, and looking at this critical thinking, and looking at it from a biblical perspective. You know, we spoke about spiritual warfare, and it's a term that you know people have not been introduced to these things are going. What are you talking about? And people don't want to accept it. They don't want to believe that. But um, what what what's about your through your journey here, working in the front line because you're in the army, front line fighting. What's it been like, and and you know some of the some of the battles you've seen, uh, you know, in the reality of an inner spiritual battle, and some of the guys you've worked with over these years. Yeah, no, I, 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 I think I, when I look back, I'm really grateful for my time in the army as well, Derek, mm-hmm. because um, you, you 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 know in the army you have this mindset of of strategy and warfare and, mm-hmm. and planning and preparation and mm-hmm. tactics and, and strongholds mm-hmm. and bases and. Mm-hmm. So when I when I came into when I came into Christianity and uh, I started to hear about spiritual warfare, something just kind of uh, you know felt kind of normal to me because I had been used to camouflage, I had been used to weapons, mm-hmm. and I had been used to tactics and mm-hmm. strategies. Mm-hmm. And so when I started to see, I had never really thought about it before in the sense of in a spiritual in a spiritual sense. Mm-hmm. But when I when I started to get exposed to the reality of spiritual warfare, I could see it in myself. I could see that. Uh, in fact, my mum always used to tell me she used to say, "Mark, this." It's just you're, it's like you're you're just not yourself. You're just not yourself. It's like there's something controlling you. It's like there's something uh, pushing you in a direction you don't want to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so in spiritual warfare. When I was, when I was working with people from the, from from the homes and even my own life, I started to see that there was a battle for people's lives. There was mm-hmm. a battle, and 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 it, it was a, a battle spiritually. Mm-hmm. And it was a battle outside of them. Uh, and and a lot of people, like you say, a lot of people don't recognise it. I mean, there's even Christians that even don't really believe in it as well, mm-hmm. uh, spiritual warfare. But it's true; mm-hmm. it's very true. Uh, and one of the ways I've, I've I've saw it, I've saw the grip of spiritual warfare on people's life, mm-hmm. um, generational, um, generational uh, poverty, generational strongholds on people's lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't even realise. Mm-hmm. They don't even realise mm-hmm. that like, maybe their generations before them have been part of uh, you know certain organisations or, or certain sects or mm-hmm. certain. Uh, things like that mm-hmm. and then uh, you can see these strongholds over people's life mm-hmm. and, and the battle for people's soul mm-hmm. and planting this church up here in Glasgow as well 
Mm-hmm. I've, I've, I've been exposed to a new level of spiritual warfare being the pastor here. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, you can feel the oppression, you can feel the weight, you mm-hmm. can feel the battle as you're trying to advance forward. Mm-hmm. You can feel that there's a resistance mm-hmm. and that's the, the spiritual forces of darkness that mm-hmm. are trying to, you know, mm-hmm. trying to hinder the move of God. And, yeah. and um, mm-hmm. so, yeah, I've, I've, I've experienced it. Yeah, I've experienced a lot of it, man. But um, just reminded me, um, watched that documentary. I don't know if you've seen it. It's the World at War, Second World War. Um, I've mentioned this a few times, but oh, some some of the, the the revelation I had out of this. One episode was called Home Fires, and it represented the home front, but it it, it gave you a true kind of account of actually it was merely like fire because of the amount of bombing that was going on. And it came to this certain disc jockey who was getting interviewed. And he said this, Britain was at its best in the war. And I tell you, I sat and watched that, and it was as if I got slapped. It was like, it was a shock. And the question came to me, why? Why was Britain at its best in the war? Because they were living as if they were in a war. They weren't there. Every day was totally engaged in the battle. The preparations, they were engaged as if they were going to get attacked. They were preparing themselves day in, day out, fasted lives, you know, with, with the, the, the rationing that was going on. They were preparing for the, the, for the war effort. Everybody was engaged in some aspect of the community and there was such a, a united spirit. And to me, when I heard that, I thought, wow, is that no, is that no such a, so true spiritually? That when, we've, when we're no engaged in this battle, you know, we're, we're just... We're blinded, we're, we're under it, under it, as you say, there's some control in you, Mark, you know, your mother was saying, you know, um, but but to have that sense of, I'm aware, and I'm, I'm, I'm living as if I'm preparing myself to fight, I'm preparing myself to win, you know, what's your experience around that with some of the guys, you know, maybe some specific uh, cases you've worked with? Well, I, I, look, I think I think you're right. I think going back to the army army example as well. I think mm-hmm. you're trained in the army always to be ready, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you know you have your weapon clean, uh, have your you know equipment clean, mm-hmm. uh, be physically fit, yeah. be ready, be ready for deployment any minute. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and spiritually, it's the same thing. And, mm-hmm. and that, you know, we're 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 in we're in an army. You know, we're in an army. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're in an army. And what I've saw experienced over the years is I've saw too many people. Um, downplay I think spiritual warfare and mm-hmm. downplay mm-hmm. The, the, the reality of it mm-hmm. and then what happens is in my experience is a lot of people they, they downplay it or they don't prepare for it mm-hmm. and then when it comes upon them when they feel like they're under attack mm-hmm. then they start to fight mm-hmm. or then they start to pray mm-hmm. and then they start to fast it's too late mm-hmm. <laughs> it's too late mm-hmm. it, it's all about it's like you say it's about that living in a lifestyle of preparedness mm-hmm. uh, and, and uh, readiness mm-hmm. um, and awareness of it mm-hmm. And it's too late. It's too late to start preparing for battle in the battle. Listen, mm-hmm. when you're getting when you're getting missiles thrown at you, when you're under attack, it's no time to start. You know, mm-hmm. you need to be you need to be prepared for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. that's what we try and uh, share with our church mm-hmm. and, and the people that we work with. Mm-hmm. Is that listen, man? You know, we're in a battle, mm-hmm. but the battle's already been won. Mm-hmm. The battle's already been won mm-hmm. by Christ. Mm-hmm. But we still have a daily battle to fight. Mm-hmm. And. The more that we can, the more that we can teach our people, the more mm-hmm. that we can equip our people, mm-hmm. and that's our jobs as the leaders mm-hmm. scripturally. That's our jobs, mm-hmm. Ephesians four, is to mm-hmm. train up the people, is to equip the people mm-hmm. um, for the reality of spiritual warfare. Mm-hmm. In fact, we have a we have three people in our church right now who are doing a, a 
mm-hmm. a, a long distance eight week course on spiritual warfare mm-hmm. uh, and uh, their mm-hmm. eyes have been open to it they're getting revelation mm-hmm. as to some of the attacks that's been coming towards them mm-hmm. and especially as you grow in Christ and especially as you take strides forward and mm-hmm. you're pressing in to mm-hmm. answer the call mm-hmm. or you make a you make a, a, a mm-hmm. you make a a decision to really follow Christ, mm-hmm. you make a decision to put things behind you, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then that's when you start to feel the force of the enemy. Mm-hmm. Because listen, if, you, if you're not moving forward, if, if you're not a threat, then mm-hmm. the enemy's mm-hmm. he's not going to pay any attention to you. Mm-hmm. But the moment you start to make decisions and move forward mm-hmm. for Christ mm-hmm. and answer the call and say yes mm-hmm. to God mm-hmm. and start to separate yourself mm-hmm. from the flesh and mm-hmm. sin, mm-hmm. then that's when, the, well, that's when you really start feeling the enemy coming against your life. So Great. Yep. Uh, just... <laughs> A wee uh, paragraph from my devotional says this, uh, Take heart that you, you must share my tribulations. If evil is to leave you unchallenged, you must be evil. If evil challenges you, if trials press sore, it's because you're on my side and as my friends exposed to the hate of evil. And, you know, I, I watched a movie on Netflix no, no long ago and it, it prepared me, I have to say. Uh, it's a, I think it's a Brazilian apostle. Um, and uh, the first scene is about deep persecution and I'm watching this going what the pain of actually just watching how much you know opposition and persecution that was coming against them but you know by the end of this you you saw the the real the real guy had an interview at the end of it and he, and he basically explained how he has learned to love persecution. And Jesus said in Matthew 5, blessed, one of the Beatitudes, blessed are you when you are persecuted for righteousness' sake. You know, and in the sense that this is, we frame these things all the wrong way. When, another wee thing I've read before, it says, don't think these troubles are intended to slow you down and arrest your progress. They're intended to increase your speed. Because that's when all your training, all the life that God's given us has to be employed to the full. That's when the, the special serv- you know, the, the special forces are released to actually address and attack and overcome the issue. And it's it's the same it's the same with us, you know, when we're faced with this uh, overwhelming sense of, you know, failure, disappointment, unforgiveness, discouragement, hopelessness. This you know so many nowadays uh, in this hour, it, it, you know it's, it's suicide. It's it's you know losing connection with some will to live. You know it, it's so it's imperative. From you know what I'm what I'm when I've been going over this critical thinking, it's like these these thoughts have to be challenged. You keep accepting unquestionably accepting this stuff. It's you're 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 just you're you're out. You're taking out. You know, I, I I think as well. I think what you said there, but all all them things, all them names that you you said there, mm-hmm. um, the feelings of hopelessness and mm-hmm. shame and pain and mm-hmm. ridicule, guilt, all the all these things. You know, mm-hmm. um, what I've realised over the years is is that we we have these things in our life, uh, and a lot of the a lot of the the problems we go through is because we like you said, we, we don't face them or we don't mm-hmm. confront them or, mm-hmm. or we don't deal with them. Mm-hmm. And especially as men, I've got to be honest with you, especially as men, we have this, you know, stiff upper lip, you know, just, you know, mm-hmm. almost like a, a, a coffee machine. You just kind of, you just kind of press everything down to the bottom and yeah. just hope that it stays there and, <laughs> and you just keep going and, and all that stuff. But one of the things I've realised, especially as men, as men, we're, we're called to, to lead our families. We're mm-hmm. called to be the priests. We're called to be the ones that protect and provide and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. 
and we can't do that in a, in a long in, in a long term way mm-hmm. if we have all this stuff inside of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even even now, I'm I'm 20 years in. Listen, I still got stuff inside me, Derek, man. That, yeah. that the Lord's the Lord's bringing to the surface. Absolutely. And yeah. what and what it is, it's it's I've started to realise that a lot of these things they're they're undealt undealt with trauma. Yeah. And trauma, trauma is the doorway mm-hmm. for the devil. Mm-hmm. Trauma is a doorway for the devil. Abuse, rejection, mm-hmm. fear, manipulation, mm-hmm. all these things, uh, uh, you know, name calling, all mm-hmm. these things that we had at school, fat, slim, mm-hmm. ugly, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. They, 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 if, if undealt with, and, and um, they become doors of trauma. Mm-hmm. And it's, 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 they almost become like a, all these things, they become like a welcome mat. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like a welcome mark to demonic activity and a welcome mark to, to, mm-hmm. to, to you know mm-hmm. to, to, to the enemy mm-hmm. because he sees the, the inner life we have all these mm-hmm. uh, unhealed mm-hmm. unhealed issues mm-hmm. and again like as men man we just say oh well you know what we just big up and brave it and you know mm-hmm. let's work out Boys. in the gym and let's get yeah, yeah let, let's get let's get strong s- strong muscles and let's mm-hmm. try and fight our way through mm-hmm. it doesn't work no it doesn't work. We have to deal with these things. We have to confront them. We have to name them. Mm-hmm. And, and, and listen, I went through, I'll be honest with you, and I'll, I'll be transparent with you. I went through a thing maybe about a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, pastor and everything ordained, you know, all these different things. And uh, I realized that I had a, had a, a I would call it a, a, a narcissistic side to me. Mm-hmm. A narcissistic side to me. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas uh, I would... Uh, I would I would always blame other people. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would I would I would I would, uh, I would you know blame blame I would uh, shift guilt. I would shift this. I, mm-hmm. I would if anybody tried to come against me, I would I would you know push it away. Mm-hmm. And what it was, it was undealt with pain. Mm-hmm. It was undealt with pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a very ugly thing, Derek. Mm-hmm. Very very ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's something me and my wife had to deal with, man. And I had to confront. I had to fast and pray. And mm-hmm. as I read into it, I, I was reading about the narcissistic spirit, and, and I fasted three days. Mm-hmm. And I was scripture, reading scripture, reading scripture. And what I, what I started to do, Derek, was I started to name these things, mm-hmm. and I started to I started to speak and declare to them, mm-hmm. "You no longer have authority over me." Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Abuse. Mm-hmm. Right. Fear. Mm-hmm. Pain. Mm-hmm. Started to name them, mm-hmm. and and I almost started to physically pull these things off of me. It was like mm-hmm. they were feeling them coming on me. Yeah, and I was taking the little tentacles off me and pulling them off me. And it was only then that I started to really face and name exactly what it was that I was going through. Mm-hmm. Uh, that I was able to be healed from these traumas. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then be able to uh, move forward as a man. You know, so great. It's, it's, it's so important, man. So important that we name and name and sh- name and shame these things yeah. and and mm-hmm. uh, heal them. Fantastic, mate. Thanks for your vulnerability. I'm sure uh, being vulnerable and open, you know, because behind... John Eldridge says something, I've been quoting it recently, but behind every posing man is a wounded boy. And the false self that we portray to others, you know, we, in, in the, what the games we play and all that, you know, behind that, as you say, there's un... un Unhealed, unfinished issues that are that are such weak points of attack for us. And uh, I, I mean, I'm talking to somebody this morning, and we're going over the reality of how places that have got such power over us because of the shame and, bar- and embarrassment of them. For instance, 
if there's been abuse and there's been acts committed in that abuse that leads to such places of embarrassment and shame, you know, it, it's like they places are, have such a strong hold over our minds, our sense of identity, you know, our sense of confidence. Because it's almost as if you're disqualified because if people really knew... And that's the fear for us all. This fear of being exposed as this imposter or fake or, you know, the worst things people can accuse us of. The reality is, you know, if we are all totally, uh, you know, naked before God and all things are exposed, but every one of us is, is, is capable of, 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 in places of hurt, in places of neglect and abuse, you know, we're always capable as each other as... as, as uh, you know, how we've handled it badly, how we handle these things. So, you know, I really appreciate that. And so for anybody's listening, you know, just encouraging you that taking the steps forward to lay the mask down, you know, to be able to do what Mark was saying there, to be able to own up to the things and and, and not be ashamed, to, to, to share the things with another. Because freedom, as you're saying, Mark, that... Freedom from these chains, freedom from the, the shame, I live in a prison of shame, you know, it is the most, you know, uh, I, I heard somebody say years ago about Abraham Lincoln's slave, black slave, and when he announced the Emancipation Proclamation and that the slavery was abolished in America, he set his black slave free, but the black slave stayed to serve him the rest of his life. And I heard that, I thought, that that picture is like what it feels like to experience uh, the the promises of God, the work of Christ, you know, what his work has accomplished for us, to be able to be brought out of these places that you're thinking there's no, there's no hope, because as you say, you can't see beyond your level of pain either, because you're all, it's always, it's always there. You're always carrying it. You're always you're, it's carrying. It's in you. It's you know. There's that sense of uh, it's you're you kind of hoofing it about. You know, everywhere you go. I think there's so there's so many so many people living like you say living behind the mask and uh, and living living a life to try and please people mm-hmm. and, and trying to tick every box and trying to fit into a box for people. I I, try, I did it, I did it myself. Mm-hmm. I say that when I was in the army, I, I joined the army. I had a great time. I left the army. Um, didn't, I didn't know what to do, couldn't fit back in with society, Derek, you know, ended up standing outside the boozer waiting for it to open at 11am, you know, mm-hmm. uh, I wanted, I want, I, so I ended up uh, getting involved with uh, football hooligans, mm-hmm. I wanted to be part of something, mm-hmm. I wanted to, I've been in the army, so, you know, you're in the army, you've got, you know, fellowship, you've got men, you've got, mm-hmm. you know, you've got that stuff, and so I ended up joining with these football hooligans, and then, you know, then I ended up, uh, you know, through that, prison weekends, things like that, fighting, violence, and then end up getting in, introduced into heroin, different different things. But uh, what I realised was, and going back to that thing like my mum said, my mum always says, she says, Mark, you were always searching for something. She said, there was always something missing in your life. Mm-hmm. And she says, like, you're, she said, it was like, you always tried to find it and everything else. Mm-hmm. She said, but when you became a Christian, she said, things changed in your life. Mm-hmm. She says, it's like you found what you were missing. Mm-hmm. And then what happened was, there was a process in me, Derek, of going through that process mm-hmm. of, of realizing who I was and bringing my life and bringing my mind in line with who Christ says I was. That's it. Yeah. 
and I started to look at everything. Mm-hmm. I started to look at all the, the thoughts, perceptions, ideas that I had grown up. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, I was, I used to, I was growing up to follow a certain team, mm-hmm. which meant that you hated the other team. Mm-hmm. I was growing up to, uh, you know, I, I was, I, I was, uh, you know, I had all these different things. Yeah. I used to run about with the, 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 the people that I used to run about with, and they had certain. Uh, they had certain views on certain people mm-hmm. uh, and certain views on other people mm-hmm. and they used to do different things mm-hmm. and I, I, I came in line with their views mm-hmm. and I came in line with their perception because I wanted to be part of a group mm-hmm. I didn't want to be disliked I didn't want to be on my own mm-hmm. but when I became a Christian and I started to read scripture and I started to see that my mind has to be transformed into mm-hmm. uh, and, and uh, you know mind has to be transformed mm-hmm. by the renewal of my mind mm-hmm. by reading God's word by understanding who Christ is and by following Christ mm-hmm. right we were sharing with our church last night uh, mm-hmm. Ephesians 5 be imitators of God mm-hmm. Christ is our example mm-hmm. so we follow him and so I started to see that a lot of the ideas and perceptions that I had growing up were false mm-hmm. and it wasn't even me mm-hmm. I didn't even think like that mm-hmm. I was just uh, conforming mm-hmm. I was conforming to people mm-hmm. to be accepted. Mm-hmm. And when I became a Christian, there are a couple of funny things I'll share this with you. A couple of things I used to do was uh, when I started going grey, mm-hmm. right? Now, you, as you can see, <laughs> as you can see, I'm, I'm nearly all there, right? I'm nearly all there, right? Just a couple of years of pastor. What's that? Is that a couple of years of pastor? Another couple of years of pure white. I'm telling you, man, honestly. So uh, uh, so I started, go, I started going grey. Mm-hmm. Um. And when I started going grey, then I started to dye my hair, Derek. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, so I got Just For Men. Right. I put Just For Men on it. I was yeah. supposed to leave it on for five minutes, but I wanted to make it really black so I left <laughs> it on for ten minutes. Yeah. And, and I ended up burning my scalp. <laughs> and, 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 I, and when I washed it all off, I looked like a Lego man. Like I just, <laughs> I just oh, had this really. black thing on top of me. Um, and that was because... Um, I, try, I was trying to fit into a box. Mm-hmm. Like I was trying to, I didn't want people to know that I was grey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I had this thing inside of me, man. I'm getting old. What if people look at me? I'm grey. And then there was another thing. I used to back in the day. I used to go sunbeds. Mm-hmm. Right. I used to I used to do sunbeds. Mm-hmm. Right. A little bit of vanity. Right. <laughs> nothing wrong with looking a good tan, but mm-hmm. I used to go sunbeds. And then if I missed a sunbed or if I missed a mo- you know a week in the sunbeds, I would look in the mirror in the morning there. I could see myself all pale. Mm-hmm. And because I was pale, that would affect me emotionally. Mm-hmm. I would feel down mm-hmm. because I, I didn't look a certain colour. Yeah. And then when I started to think about all this, and as I started to bring this all before Christ, he started. To, he started it's like Christ started to say to me, Mark, who are you trying to please? Mm-hmm. Who are you trying to be? Mm-hmm. I used to wear a certain label of clothes, everything in Stone Island, Boss, mm-hmm. Armani. Mm-hmm. And listen, I still like a lot of clobber, don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But my identity was found in that. Mm-hmm. And, and I used to wear Stone Island jackets. And every time I wore a Stone Island jacket, even when I was saved, mm-hmm. when I used to get a hip, I used to get a dip in my hip. I used to start walking with a little swagger in the, <laughs> in the street yeah. because of what I was wearing. Mm-hmm. And I started to see that all of these things in my life, Mama, that, that I was finding my identity in all the wrong things. Yeah. And I was trying to fit in with all these people and all these boxes. Mm-hmm. So you know what I did? I stopped. I stopped dyeing my hair, mm-hmm. as you can see. Praise the Lord! I stopped going to sunbeds, as you can see. <laughs> right? Yeah. And I had this Stone Island jacket, Derek. It was seven hundred and fifty sheets, mm-hmm. seven hundred and fifty quid. Mm-hmm. And I can remember the Lord telling me one day, He said, "Give it away." Yeah. I was like, "What?" Test. To, to give it away. Yeah. 
and re- you know, reluctantly, I gave it away to a guy. Mm-hmm. Actually, one of the guys that was in one of our recovery homes, mm-hmm. he was doing quite well. I gave him this jacket. He left two days later and took it. <laughs> 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 oh boy! But but anyway, what it was was God was trying to break something in me. Mm-hmm. It wasn't really about this guy getting the jacket. It was what God was trying to do in me. He was trying to take away all of that, all of this stuff that was in me. Like I had to, mm-hmm. I had to be somebody to please people. Yeah. And I found my identity in Christ, and yeah. uh, I tell you, it's the it's the it's the it's the greatest feeling. Like we said earlier, mm. it, it, that is freedom. Mm. And now, Derek, I have this mindset of if if you don't like me because I've got grey hair, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care. Yeah. If you don't like me because I don't go in sunbeds, yeah. I don't, right. If you don't like me, you don't like me because I don't wear a certain label of clothes. Mm-hmm. That's cool. I don't mm-hmm. need you in my life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am who I am. Yeah. I'm at peace with who I am. Yeah. And I'm happy with that. Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful, Mark. Um, and just, just encourage you, you listening that that you know this is a process of um, the healing of our hearts. And I'll just put this beautifully: Jesus' mission statement, and you, you know you could quote like, these five parts, but he basically said he's came, paraphrasing it, to restore our hearts. And to set us free, and um, you know, to think that every part of my heart that has that has been had you know mistreated, the abuse, the the parts that have been lost and stolen and assaulted, surrendered, to come and heal that and to restore that, so that I'm no longer looking in other places to find my value, my worth. I'm not looking to try and impress or please and seek, you know, what men's approval so that I feel fine. You know, there's that, for me that is, I mean, and anybody listening to this, you know, the bottom line is, behind all the masks, behind all the roles, I said I was away, I was with some old pals that I threw another week there, and I saw a dynamic playing out, and I go as well, thank goodness I'm, I have been rescued for that. Because my pals, the guys I walk with now, would never let me away with talking the way this person was talking about, you know, others. And they thought it was funny. It's no funny. It's actually, it's just cruel and, and, you know, other things. But as I say, for me, you know, to be free for that and to know I don't have to walk about with all this aggro about every day all the time and all these issues playing about. The greatest treasure and blessing is knowing I can accept myself fully and knowing that that, that relationship with God means I, I don't have to follow the scripts all the scripts that the culture puts on me the religious scripts and all that people try and try and uh, you know f- uh, shame you into submission with no uh, um, you know I love that for your brave heart your heart is free have the courage to follow it you know, to be able to, you know, that's what God's a master at, healing our hearts, freeing it, so that we can then go and do, you know, the damage we've done in the darkness, you do as much, much damage against the kingdom of darkness, bringing folk into light, bringing folk into healing. Um, to, to finish, Mark, we'll, we'll talk a bit, you know, I, I saw you spoke a message this morning on unloading and cutting ties. And I, I, read, I heard that and I read it and I thought, my goodness, it's uh, how 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 uh, much this ties in with 
the need right now. We're talking about critical thinking, we're talking about the warfare, we're talking about what do you do that the people have been dealing with, that, that, that you know, the things have been accumulating, the pressure's been coming on them, lockdown pressures, relationship issues, no processing their own resentments and their hurts, and the things that they've been running away for for years, all of a sudden are getting exacerbated, they're getting bumped, squeezed out, and then boom, separation's happening, breakdowns in relationships, and people are then considering, contemplating suicide, all these things. This is what's happening. That's the reality. So the warfare now, these messages are absolutely essential to equip people with. What you've said today is about this getting rid, unloading, getting rid of something unwanted. Cutting ties with these things that are binding us, that are confining us, the wrong thoughts, the wrong way of interpreting things. Talk a wee bit about that, Tazemark. I so I mean basically what I was talking about I was talking about the Apostle Paul was being in the shipwrecked uh, Acts twenty seven mm-hmm. and uh, what I was saying was is, is if you read through that whole chapter there you see that, that they, they they started going into storms mm-hmm. uh, storms and first of all the storms only started small and then the, the storms grew 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 in intensity grew in intensity and grew in intensity mm-hmm. until until they came to a place where they were sinking mm-hmm. uh, and they were really in the eye of the storm. Mm-hmm. And, and they had to make a decision, like, do we do we sink, mm-hmm. or or on this ship that we are sailing in, the ship of life, we went that way. They had to start looking around themselves to thinking, okay, what am I carrying that's weighing me down? Yeah. What what can I release from my life right now mm-hmm. that's going to lighten the load mm-hmm. and that's going to help me f- stay afloat? Brilliant. And, and like you say, things that because of the pressure and, and, and you know lockdown, 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 restriction, restriction, mm. restriction, mm-hmm. the storms are getting it's, it's, mm. like the intensity is getting crazy. Mm. Uh, you know, even I'm sure for you, you, oh, I'm speaking about myself, <laughs> speaking of you, but mm. even myself, like mm. my wife and I, we've been speaking about it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, we, we've been saved a long time, and I would say pretty, you know, have a good strong uh, faith, but mm. been shaken as well, man. You know, mm. and, we, and we've had to look at our life and. Mm-hmm. I think we have to take a good inventory of our life mm-hmm. and right now look at everything that, that we are carrying with us mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and release it. And, and, and uh, uh, a lot of it comes down to, again, like I said earlier, uh, undealt with trauma or mm-hmm. un- 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 unhealed trauma. Mm-hmm. Um, pain, guilt, shame, um, all of all of these things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and because we're in this pressure, it's, it's, it's multiplying it. Yeah. And it's multiplying it and we have no way of the thing is, back in the day, you know, back in the day, as if it was a million years ago, <laughs> when you, but when you could go out, <laughs> right? And get distracted. You could go, play, you could, go out, mm-hmm. you could go out and play football, you could go to the gym, mm-hmm. you could go out and punch a bag, mm-hmm. you know, you could go, you know, you mm-hmm. could go out and, uh, you know, if you wanted to get drunk, do do whatever. Mm-hmm. All of those avenues have been taken away. Mm-hmm. So you're stuck in, you're stuck in the house, mm-hmm. you're stuck in these four walls, mm-hmm. you've got all these problems building up inside of your mind, mm-hmm. inside of your life. And, and yes, it can be so much pressure, but it's also, I believe, an opportunity for us mm-hmm. to really look at our lives and mm-hmm. say, man, I need to deal with some stuff in my life. Mm-hmm. I need to unload some stuff. I need to take some stuff off. I've been carrying some stuff in my life for too long. Yeah. And, uh, and, and, and and what happens is, is one of the ways that you can recognize uh, undealt with trauma or pain is, mm-hmm. is, is it usually uh, manifests itself in anger. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In anger, you get sharp and you get angry and you're rah, mm-hmm. and then and then after it, you're like, man, where did that come from? Who was that? Was that me? Was who was that? Mm-hmm. 
and a lot of the time it's it's, it's undealt with pain mm-hmm. and, um, and 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 for me the the, the Lord in this season the Lord is this season is he's really near to us mm-hmm. he's really near to us mm-hmm. uh, and in this season it's for us to really um, to really yeah we we can feel the intensity of the storm mm-hmm. but I think there's an opportunity in the storm to unload yeah. and that when we come through the other side of this we don't come through carrying the same old stuff. Mm-hmm. Because ultimately we'll go through another storm, exactly. and we'll go through the same thing again. Mm-hmm. So now's an opportunity for us to unload some stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and to really deal with some stuff. And as men, mm-hmm. uh, and as men, I really feel it as men because mm-hmm. you know I've dealt with, I've dealt with, I've worked with men all my life mm-hmm. uh, since my Christian walk. Mm-hmm. And you know the Bible tells us to be whole, mm-hmm. uh, be whole in our, in our body, our soul, mm-hmm. and, our, and our spirit. Mm-hmm. Spirits that we get born again, we're all right. We're filled with the spirit. We get renewed with the spirit. And we're praying. Body wise, you know, we can go to the gym, we can get a new set of teeth, we can do all that stuff. But our soul, Derek, mm-hmm. our soul mm-hmm. is the area that men fail to work on. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Our emotions, our pains, our mm-hmm. memories, our mm-hmm. failures, our fears, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And here, mm-hmm. you know, we've got the swagger on, we're all right, we're doing all right. And here, mm-hmm. and us, we're. We go, we go through all these things, so mm-hmm. um, it's time. It's time to unload. It's time to find healing in the Lord, yeah. and to share to share these things and and to, to, to get rid of them, yeah. to throw them overboard. Fantastic, man! Fantastic, great encouragement, Mark. Um, I was hoping that I was going to get a chance to quote this through this series, and that, and you've actually created the the the, the room for that. Um, this is something I've been feeding on for years. And I was, at one season, about three years ago, I was particularly aware of this. I was over in Mercia, and uh, I had over five days with Vince, my friend Vince. And I was praying this out on my morning walk. It says, you shall rise to newness of life. The promise for Romans chapter 6, that you shall rise to newness of life. But first... You have to free yourself from the toils, the sins and the failures that bind us to earth. And so I'm studying these words. What does this mean, toils? The word is traps. You know, and at that point I'm, I'm, I'm trying to identify the traps in my relationships and my way of communicating and the way I process and the traps in, in, in my lifestyle. And I'm looking at that going, they, these are the things that keep me bound to earth. As you mentioned earlier, the ties, the word ties is, is to restrict or limit somebody to a particular place. And it's like, these things are the ties. These same old ways of thinking, these same old ways of uh, responding to life, the attitudes, the unresolved issues that you're talking about, the unresolved hurts, the unresolved resentments, there's unresolved you know that I'm walking about with unforgiveness and attitudes against people. It's like they things have to be attacked, and I need to free myself from them, and I will rise. And that's this promise. Uh, the word rise says, succeed in not being limited or constrained by by a restrictive environment or situation. And, uh, you know, to me, it's like this, the environment in my head, as you're talking about, the environment in my mind, that, you know, that, that this hour and this season we're in has squeezed us to become aware of 
me neglecting these parts of myself is creating now, you know, the 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 sense of helplessness or um, you know lack of ability to cope here, um, the hopelessness. Um, so it's re- really, I just want to encourage our listeners to do what you're saying, to unload, to free yourself for these ties and these traps and these things that were that you know that are unhelpful. See the greatest. <laughs> about college and some I was putting on my essays in in time and I had my classmates who weren't I felt one day they were quite uh, you know there was a bit of a resentment and I was out in my quiet time the next morning and, and it, I felt them it came before me and uh, and and I just had a sense what was the proper uh, what was the proper response humility God was dealing with me about my response about asking an older leader about how people are responding to him. You need to you need to humble yourself and ask, how's how's this happening? They needed to humble themselves and ask me, how are you getting them in time? <laughs> you know, so I'm saying that that one one of the biggest things we can do for ourselves is actually recognise I need to ask for help. You know, I need to go I need to reach out to somebody. And that's why Mark's got his church here set up in, in Glasgow online. You can hook in with his Victory Outreach uh, uh, Glasgow meetings online. Um, you know, and we we have we have got trained counsellors uh, running, uh, employed by us, working for work, will we'll work for free for you. So there's no there's no need to stay uh, under these things bound. Mark, will you just close in prayer? If you want to say anything else, just, just close in prayer and lead people into these things, please, bro. I think what you said there is key, man. I think, listen, every, everybody needs a mentor. Mm-hmm. Every, everybody needs somebody that's a bit wiser and a bit further down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, the, moment we, the, moment we th- the moment we think we don't need one, Derek, we're in trouble. Yeah. Because uh, mentors or people that are further ahead, further down the road, doesn't mean they're any better than us, just means they're more experienced, more mm-hmm. wisdom, more mm-hmm. that stuff. Mm-hmm. They're able to help us they're able to. They're able to guide us and show. They're able to see things in us mm-hmm. uh, that that can that we still need to, like you say, free ourselves from untie. Mm-hmm. Um, can be healthy. He- it can be unhealthy relationships, mm-hmm. manipulative relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, had that in my past as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, manipulation in relationships. Mm-hmm. You know, as, as men, you know, we we we, we uh, you know, sometimes men uh, have issues seeing their kids mm-hmm. and. Uh, you know, can be in manipulative relationships with the partner, mm-hmm. demanding money. Mm-hmm. You have to give me this so you see my kids and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Can really, can really kill a man. Mm-hmm. It, it, it can break a man mm-hmm. because men, you know, we're you know we're hunters, we're fighters, we're mm-hmm. providers. And when that mm-hmm. kind of when that kind of thing's taken away from man, it can really damage a man. Yeah. What I see is, is get yourself a mentor, get yourself into some sort of support group, mm-hmm. and, and and get amongst men that are. Are healed or being healed, mm-hmm. or in an environment of healing and restoration, yeah. and then really begin to untie some of these things mm-hmm. um, that you have in your life, mm-hmm. and uh, even untie. And, and I say this as well: like even uh, if you're a Christian man and you're listening to me right now, mm-hmm. uh, like I said this morning in my devotion, Phil, we we need to untie ourselves from an exit strategy, mm-hmm. from from our own ways of dealing with stuff and our own ways of jumping overboard or jumping out of out mm-hmm. the ship. Oh. We need to just trust in God. Yeah. We need to trust in God. Mm-hmm. We need to trust in His process. We need to trust in Him through the storm, mm-hmm. and then get ourselves connected with uh, fellowship, mm-hmm. with brothers, 
uh, I, I see too many people out there, Derek, running about on their own, mm-hmm. Christians as well, doing their own thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I would say is get connected. Connection is protection. Mm-hmm. Like when you're in that connection, mm-hmm. you're protected. So, yeah, I just want to just say thank you so much. But let me just pray. I want to just uh, say a prayer uh, this this afternoon and mm-hmm. just pray. Father, God, we just come before you today, God, and we thank you, Lord, that you are the one who frees us mm-hmm. um, Lord, we have a part in this process. Lord, we have a part. Mm-hmm. We have a part to bring ourselves before you, to, to inspect uh, and uh, to be real, to be truthful. Mm-hmm. Lord, we, if, we desire, if we desire complete freedom, mm-hmm. then, Lord, we have to be completely whole, be completely honest, be mm-hmm. completely transparent, mm-hmm. uh, not only with you, but also with people. But, Lord, we, we, we desire truth in the inward parts. Mm. Lord, it's not about looking good on the outside, but being like uh, whitewashed tombs on the inside, full mm. of dead bones. Mm-hmm. Lord, we want to be full of life and full of spirit and mm. full of joy. We want to be men who are priests of our family, mm-hmm. men who are husbands, men who are fathers, mm-hmm. men who are leaders in society and mm-hmm. in ministry. Mm-hmm. And to do all of that, God, we need to be able to unload, mm-hmm. Lord, the pain in the past, and Lord, cut ourselves free and untie ourselves from ungodly and unhealthy mm-hmm. relationships and mm-hmm. unhealthy, um, yeah, just just weights that carry us down. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Father, I pray today, God, that if someone's watching, Lord, who's maybe been in a, a, manip- a manipulative relationship mm-hmm. and, and and feels feels like it it, it controls them, God, I, I pray mm-hmm. that you would give them the grace and the strength to cut the tie. Mm-hmm. Lord, anytime we cut a tie to something that has been holding us back, Lord, there's, there's always a there's always an effect. There's, it always causes something. Mm-hmm. And Lord, sometimes we're afraid. Uh, we're afraid to release ourselves because if we release ourselves, we don't know, we, you know, what do we do next? Mm-hmm. We've been controlled. We've been we've been led a certain way for so long. But I pray right now, God, that for anybody who's listening, God, that they would feel free. Mm-hmm. that there would be a moment of boldness and a moment of clarity right now to say no more. Mm-hmm. Right now, God, we say no more. In mm-hmm. the middle of this pandemic, we say, Lord, no more. No more are we going to carry around the loads that weigh us down. Mm-hmm. Guilt and shame and mm-hmm. abuse and mm-hmm. pain. Mm-hmm. Lord, today that we would name them and shame them mm-hmm. and be released from them yeah. in Jesus' name. And Lord, for anything that's been carrying us, by, pulling us, pulling mm-hmm. us away, mm-hmm. anything we need to cut, Mm-hmm. Lord God is slowing us down Lord I pray that you would give us again Lord the grace and the strength and the courage to make those cuts mm-hmm. Lord just thank you for today God I just pray as we've been transparent as we've shared I pray that it would connect with someone today God and we pray this in Jesus name This has been the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighters.life. Until next time, God bless you.